All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Retic Lounge. This is one I'm pretty excited for because it's the second gene that I got into and being uh, mainly focused on super dwarf and dwarf crosses here at Cats Reptiles. Uh, it's Annery. So, uh, Lucas, what does Annery stand for even? Um, so Annery, anerothuristic, um, is the removal of red pigmentation. And so when we're talking about anery in the sense of like reticulated pythons, um, retics are full of rich oranges and reds. Um, and when you throw in anertheristic, it basically removes and drastically reduces that color. And what it results in typically is a very nice gray, silver, black snake with jet silver eyes and overall it's just extremely fascinating and really unique especially when you look at like all the different localities out there and just the rich color and then you look at an annery and it just looks like a, a black white and gray painting um i like annery a lot visually yeah uh unlike exanthic and ball pythons where it pulls out the yellow you're seeing more the red spectrum on annery and it's oftentimes i think called like translucent but i think more uh oh what's the word for uh wow it's on the tip of my tongue lucas help me here uh where you get all the rainbow reflection um <laughs> wow rainbow reflection hold on iridescence <laughs> iridescence thank yeah. you oh my god Where's, where's the I, editor in here? We need to do the round of applause. Lucas is the editor. <laughs> also, it has the iridescence, Lucas. There we go. Yeah, that that's another great part about that. But um, guys, for tuning in, this is episode 39 of the Retake Lounge. Or no, wait, this is episode 40. This is our 40th episode of the Retake Lounge, and we are doing our second Morph Talk. Excited to have you guys with us. Um, if you guys are a fan of Annery, put it down in the comments. If you're a breeder or not a breeder and you're not a fan of it, let us know why. Um, I know there's a love hate with Annery for a lot of people. And so we're excited to engage with you guys in the comments. What the, once this episode drops, um, don't forget if you guys are interested in joining the best, uh, reticulated Python Patreon discord, uh, go ahead and go to that link there that way, the link below over there and, um, visit us there and yeah, appreciate you guys. Uh, and Let's not forget about U.S. Arc. Nathan, you aware of any updates going on over at uh, in Florida? Uh, not currently. Uh, we're just staying vigilant and making sure that we're still talking about the issue. Uh, besides that, I believe by next episode, um, I believe May 11th, they have the next meeting with FWC. So. Uh, comments were already submitted to FWC in terms of uh, what the hobby could get in themselves. So we'll just see what happens with uh, that meeting. Hopefully yeah. there's a live stream because I would love to tune in on the 11th and be able to watch myself. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and also last episode, we talked about kind of like ethics and stuff. And so I want to hear more in the comments, if you guys are listening to this point, I really would like your participation and engagement in this. Um, let us know what you guys think about creating a different nonprofit body 
of reptile keepers across the industry, not just retics, to help with ethics and keeping our animals in a ethical, responsible manner. I know they do that over in Germany. I've talked to a German keeper before. What is and, it called? Um, I don't know what it's called over there. I could find out the name. So this is um, something I would like you to research, and maybe we could do an episode on this. Yeah, uh, that would because actually be awesome. I believe like U.S. Art could have the capacity to do this. So I don't know that we technically need a new organization coming. So, so I mean, I've talked to Phil personally, yeah. and and they don't. He's the only full time employee, um, and they they're busy fighting legislation against us. So I, I think rather than putting another burden on them, which they're happy to do that burden, right, to help us fight for our rights to keep them, I feel like a whole other. Non I think that it would it would be ran by reptile keepers yeah, in I different just think... areas. Okay, cool. I think that would be a cool topic um, to talk about on another episode, though, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. But let us know in the comments down below. Um, and before we continue about Henry, let's go ahead and turn it over to our sponsors that we are extremely thankful for, and we'll be back. Whether you're just getting into retics or you've been breeding for years, the first place you want to visit is Stewart Design. More and more breeders keep showing up at shows, on Morph Market, and all over socials. Sometimes it may feel impossible to get anyone's attention. Stewart Design helps small businesses like yours do big things through brand clarity, helping entrepreneurs to start and scale businesses that are easy to know and love. Their work can help any company or industry, but they've done a ton of work for ours. Stewart Design created the brand for US Arcs, Canova, Reach Out Reptiles, Coiled, and dozens of other well-known reptile breeders. Like many of us, the owner of Stewart Design, Blake, is a keeper and breeder who fell in love with retics. Although Stewart Design does a lot of corporate work, Blake has a passion for working with people in the reptile industry. So, Wondering if Stewart Design is right for you? Stewart Design can help if you're just getting started or you're ready to take things to the next level. Maybe you're struggling to stand out and build your presence online or at shows. And maybe you don't want to be like the other guys or get lost in the crowd. You want to make your own way doing what you love. You might just have a big idea and know your business is special, but you need help sharing it with the reptile community. If something here resonates with you, reach out to Blake. Have a conversation with him. To learn more or get started, visit sdidentity.com or call them at 855-SD-LOGOS. Clear brand, own markets, steward design helps create them. If you are in the market for an enclosure for your reticulated python or any other one of your reptiles, Focus Cubed Habitats is your one-stop shop for not only the best-looking cages on the market, but also provide amazing features and add-ons to your cages. We partnered with Focus Cubed Habitats because they continue to innovate and change the way we house our animals unlike any other caging company out there. Their cages are designed intelligently and provide the most stylish and secure housing for your animals' comfort and well-being. Visit focuscubedhabitats.com for your animals' caging needs. Again, visit focuscubedhabitats.com for some amazing and stylish enclosures. We also want to thank VivTech Products for being an affiliate sponsor of the Retic Lounge. Stop by VivTech Products for the best UV spectrum lighting on the market 
that will enhance and improve your snake's overall well-being and health. Visit VivTechProducts.com and use the code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. Again, visit VivTechProducts.com and use our affiliate code RETICLOUNGE23 today for 15% off. All right. Back into Annery and the Annery discussion. Um, <clears throat> bunch to talk about with Annery, but first off, I wanted to ask you real quick, Nathan. Um I know that you mentioned at the beginning of the episodes, one of the ones that you're working with, but like in general, what's one of your favorite things about the Annery gene? So the silver has always been something that's just really stood out to me. I think just the nice blacks and silvers you get. And then even on the green spectrum of things, the Annery stuff that I'm working with is really, uh, like the big female that I have, she only has really one scalation of that green underlying pigment that the annery still has. But uh, some of the babies I produced in that other clutch had some really, really green babies. Like there was a platinum annery in there that uh, I believe went to Theron Lance that, I mean, man, was just super green. Uh, we'll try to pull up some pictures for you guys a little bit later. But uh, yeah, the... I'm looking, the... I'm looking at the platinum manery right now. And yeah, you could just see that green hue on the side and it's like super clean. Um, looks really nice. Uh, man, you had, I'm looking at the picture of this clutch that you had that you produced with, man, was there, was there Motley in that clutch? No, there was not no. Motley. No, well, it was so... Golden Child, Tiger, Annery, sunfire sunfire really is probably what you're seeing there that's i'm, I'm looking at a pattern. maybe a tiger sunfire annery most likely yeah that just looks absolutely incredible um yeah so i mean i i definitely like the more green side of annery as well like annery does a bunch of different things um when it comes to pairing it with different morphs uh, in different localities as well, which by the way, let's even talk. Well, and even bit. just anneries on their own, like one compared to another is totally not even. Yeah, no, my Jampea annery has a lot of green. Mm -hmm. Um, and when you look at the Kalatoa stuff, it's a lot more silver, uh, with less yellow than the Jampea stuff. But, um, for those of you that don't know, um, annery as of right now, proven annery lines are only found on Superdorf and Dorf islands. And what I mean by that is is the uh, Lesser Sunda or the Bonneray Islands, those seven island chains that are there. Um, as of right now, at least in the U.S., we know that annery has been found, or we have Kalatoa annery, Karampa annery, Madu annery, um, uh, shoot. Jampea Annery, there there used to be a long, long time ago this line of Solaire that used to be called Mercury, um, which they're supposed to be this long, long lost, geez, long lost line. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a line of Solaires out there that came from a wildcat pair that ended up producing Annery Solaires, um, which is in the works right now to try to prove out uh, because we might have resurfaced uh, some babies from a female that proved annery. But um, do you know who's working with those or do you care to share? Uh, so the uh, female Solaire that I had 
um, that I sent back produced a clutch uh, Phantom. You know, they're 50% Slayer Phantoms uh, that Chris McVicker bred siblings back to each other. And he produced two annery-looking animals. One didn't make it, and one is still alive. Very, very annery-like. Um, again, compared to like the other phantoms in the clutch, it's like night and day difference. Um, so, yeah. And then this year, um, I hatched out Kaiwadi anneries, or what I I I I'm like ninety nine percent sure they are Kaiwadi anneries. And let me talk about that. Um, so from the original breeders of the F1s, there's a rumor that there was an annery baby Kaiwadi that popped out, but bless you, um, that I thought was just kind of this guy talking out of his ass because that's what he's known for. Um, and so uh, he never showed pictures to anybody and he said, oh, I bought it to a private buyer who's not in the industry and they don't want to make them available and i told them i wouldn't share pictures and i was like okay so anri kaiwadi doesn't exist get out of here um but then a good friend of ours brian farley produced a clutch that was a female kaiwadi um that now is supposedly poshat anri was bred to an 87 and a half percent kalatoa platinum anri uh, and he produced anri animals and so i decided to team up with aaron lance uh with grassroot reptiles and he had a male from those wild-caught parents, uh, the same ones that my female was from. We bred them together, and um, we'll post the images up on here for you guys to see that are, are watching on YouTube. But uh, these are uh, pictures of what I'm looking at as Anri Kaiwadis. Now, the images that you're going to see are two different animals, um, but you can clearly see how there is a lack of red pigmentation and silver in these two different animals. And they compared to now this red one that I'm going to show you. Um, it's a complete night and day difference. And yes, the parents aren't proven anneries because it hasn't been taken to another annery line that is proven. But when you look at these babies side by side, uh, there's really no mistaking the difference between, you know, what what looks like a normal and then what these are really silver. Yeah. Um, so I'm not selling any of them. So it's not like I'm out here ripping people off and telling people that they're Anry, um, and then selling them for ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars because these are the only Kaiwadi Anries in the U.S. If it does prove out, but um, I don't have any shadow of a doubt that they are Anry, so I'll keep them back and work to prove them out and uh it, it's cool to have another locality established with anry from those islands yeah that's just what you have to do when you're working with something like that you have to just run it back because one thing that can happen with anry and the only reason i can think of that anyone could hate on the gene is mistaking maybe a het because right. uh even though it's not considered an incomplete dominant it's almost an incomplete dominant a lot of the het animals show a lot of signs for anery yeah and that's the thing about anery that i steer away from like i love anery and i like it in my collection 
but I'm not going to work on it like super heavily. Like I know a lot of other people are, I know a lot of other people are like, it's my favorite out there. And I mean, definitely visually, but like from a breeder standpoint, it can be a nightmare. I mean, look at the issue that comes up with snows, right? Um, you, you sometimes like, it looks like a snow and then all of a sudden it doesn't look like a snow and then you sell it as a snow and then it ends up not being a snow. Like even some of the most like legit breeders out there working with snow have made an identification mistake before. Like it happens. Yeah. Uh, but then you see some examples. I, I think of, uh, there's a sunfire snow compared to just a purple sunfire and. Oh, the, I'll pull this difference. image up too. Yeah, the difference is completely night and day of yeah. you know what that snow does to the background of the animal, especially in the saddles. It just whites everything out. The head's completely white. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's an amazing gene, especially what it does to other genes. But before we jump into that, because I want to talk about like my favorite retic like on the planet. Um, and it has Anery in there, but um, so anneries as of right now are only shown to uh, be from those islands that we mentioned. And then, I mean, there's even rumors about there's pictures floating up around there about a uh, annery Halmahera. I'll include that picture on there as well. Um, but basically, uh, there is a line of annery that might have originated from mainlands. Um, Aubrey Pruitt works a lot with ocelots and he made a post on Facebook kind of explaining all the differences and I'm just going to talk while I just run these pictures of these animals but uh, one of his most recent clutches um, produced animals uh, phantom ocelots um, normal phantoms uh, endocarmals a uh, bunch of different animals but as you're looking at these pictures up on the screen, it, it kind of looks like there's a major difference. There's the silver eyes you see in Annery versus the orange eyes. There's the major reduction of orange, right? And orange is a byproduct of red. And so, I mean, looking at these images, Nathan, like what, what are your thoughts on this possibly being a mainland Annery line? No, I, I think it's very, very possible. The the ocelots look very different. The um yeah, the endocarmals all look very different from each other, the ones that could possibly be annery. And then what was the other gene in there? Sorry. Uh, uh Phantom. Phantom. Yeah, the phantoms, the that orange is like definitely washed away a little bit in, in some of those animals. So yeah. It's very possible. Do you did he hold all of those back? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's going to be working it out. I've talked to him recently, and he's he's on the fence. Like, before he was like, damn, this could be Annery, and now he's kind of like, I'm not sure if it is, but I think it's replicable, so it could be just a different gene in general. Um, that's the really cool thing about working with, like, new morphs that are, like, lastly imported into the U.S. It's just the spontaneity of, like, what can happen and then getting to actually play scientists and try to figure things out. I'm sure for him, it's got to be something exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would love to work on something like that, you know, groundbreaking new, just like different. Well, yeah. And in a way I am, I mean, some of those babies that I held back from that first clutch are working towards some snow combinations in the future. Yeah. 
Now, let me ask you this. Like, what do you think the chances are of there being different types of anneries like you see in the bow world? In the bow world, there are uh, different type of lines of anneries that aren't compatible with one another. And so, you know, you have the Lesser Sunda or the Bonneray Island anneries that we know are compatible, right? We've done the Karampa to Kalatoa cross. Hmm. We've done the Jampea to Kalatoa cross. And those are all compatible, but they're all pretty much the same subspecies. But now we're talking about an animal from uh, Java on a different part of Indonesia. Um, do you think we might possibly have a different anery line? Like, I- I'm almost wondering if it's compatible, not compatible, if it is anery. Uh, I mean, if it's anything like a, a-, a xanthic in ball pythons, I-, I would imagine it would be somewhat compatible. I don't know if it's going to be on the same kind of uh genetic path is like albino where some of the lines don't cross and don't work together we'll we'll have to see that's not a project i would ever work on but if someone right. was super passionate about that i think go for it It'd be fun to find out right and i think that um and I think even before we decide to take these ocelots and cross them into like the Anery Superdor stuff I feel like we should probably isolate this gene first, confirm it's anery, and confirm this bloodline of anery, right? Like yeah. if it is anery versus like mixing it and then just having a bunch but of that's, anery muds. That's going to take, you know. Oh, years. Taking it. Yeah. Well, I know, but you're going to have to take it to a, you know, proven breeder anery, which is going to be from one of the super dwarf island chains. So we'll right. have to, or one of those Bonnerade Island chains, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, that that's one of those things where like you can grow up the Annery siblings, take them together, see if like the entire clutch ends up like that, or you take it over to the Superdorf stuff. Um, it's a genetic complicated mess, but a fun one at that. Um, now I, I've, I've talked to some people and there's like a theory that like, Annery might possibly work like Clark strain in the sense that like sometimes when people take what they think is an annery to like another line of like an annery or annery, they, they, the odds of those annery babies coming out aren't as high as like what the genetic scientific odds ratio should be. Mm -hmm. And so people are thinking like there's already different lines of anneries out there from the different islands that like there's a lavender and well, not like, a real lavender, but like there's an annery that like almost looks het to us, like those het anneries that we tend to think have strong markers, but maybe they're actually like the combination of two different anneries. And then you have like the green anneries and then the really silver anneries. So, I mean, we really don't know shit about annery to be honest. Well, and it could just be the expression of annery because I mean, all you, all that really is with the green is just, how wide the back pattern is still on that animal so if you still have that back pattern showing and it's not all just sucked in and reduced towards the the saddles Mm -hmm. then i i i think it's more a pattern more mutation thing more than anything i don't that influence yeah i think you're, you're gonna see more of a pattern uh influence in annery more than you're gonna see like uh recessive strains got it yeah 
I mean, that totally makes sense. I'm over here just trying to come up with uh, conspiracy theories. Like like I was talking to you about (laughs) before we started recording tonight is the animal that I use. She does have green, but it's one scalation of green around her saddle. Some of those animals that you see Chris McVicker have, they're still super silver near the side flames and everything, but they have a lot more of that green that surrounds the saddles. Yeah. So I think it's just a reduction in pattern in some of the anneries, whereas some of the anneries still have more of the, the okay. scalation. No, I like that. I'm actually looking at your picture right now. The the animal that you're talking about that has like that layer of green. But um, man, you mentioned Chris McVicker's animal, and I'm going to pull this up on the screen for people to see. But this is my favorite snake in the entire world. Um, well, I'll say my favorite retic. Um, that I know of right now. And a lot of people are probably thinking like, oh, you're crazy. Like you have an ocelot. It's like, no, for some reason, this is a 2020, 25% Slayer, 25% Jampea, 12.5% Superdorf, unknown, Anri Marble Sunfire. And this animal, I, I don't know if I could like, I, I, whenever I look at it, I just, the word moon comes to my head. And I don't know why, but it's I so... I don't know why either. Like a moon glow. Like, I know that there's a, a like, I don't know, but I, I would rename this animal a new morph, but how <laughs> insane is the green on this animal? And basically what Looks I like think... like moss more to me. Oh, right. We'll call this the mossy oak. Um, And what I really think this is a big part of is you have Slayer as 25% of that animal and Jamp as 25%. Jamp anneries tend to have a green hue, but when you look at Slayer, that is super duper orange and red and like really deep and you strip that away, it's basically just what it's showing here is a super green animal. Well, just when you look at any of the dwarf localities, you're going to see a lot more coloration, whereas when you look at any of the super dwarf localities in those islands, you're going to see a lot more reduction of the color. That's so true. That's actually a really good point. So that could be coming into play as well. So it's just really hard to tell. I think all the lines of Anri, in my opinion, should be able to intermingle. I hope that it's the same, that if that mainland... uh, locality proves out as well with the ocelot stuff that i think it you know should be something that someone should pursue down the road yeah yeah without a doubt um so i mean what are your plans with annery i want to know like what are your breeding plans with annery what's everything that you plan to do or even like future plan to do i know that you're in the process possibly of getting a mainland animal in the mix and I'm wondering what your thoughts are and throwing Anri to that. But like, what, what are some projects in your mind? We obviously know that you're working with the snow stuff and you might have a, uh, yeah, snow thrax down, like way down the ride. Snow thrax. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Snow thrax would be really cool for me. Uh, or just, uh, I, I don't know how, or if it would even be important to try to go snow cow. Um, that could be fun. I, I, the purple cow stuff is a little weird. Aubrey had some purple cow stuff and some of the spotting that you get is just kind of like almost like brownish gray and it didn't look awesome, but yeah, you know, I, it, it's something that could be pursued. 
Yeah, cow is a form of leucism that has some crazy um, black that comes through. And when you start to add anery or you add purple in a you know type of leucistic manner, because you have to realize a phantom to a phantom yeah. is a blue-eyed Lucy, right? And so a cow is some form of that, that there's melanism that's poking through. Um, and so anytime that you try to add like an albino or you even like you know, anery, the removal of red pigmentation. When you look at a cow, not even a golden child cow, but all it is is black, yellow, and white. So I don't know what, what it would really yeah. do so, but... That's why Snowthrax was my first answer. Snowthrax. And then you're also, you have a clutch that is on the ground, basically, that's about to hatch that is... It, it could potentially have snow phantom tigers. I'm not counting on it, but it looks like Count there's... It definitely a potential of purple phantom tigers uh so yeah it's there there's some really cool stuff i'm i'm hoping that maybe we see some anery in there but we'll just have to see speak it into existence nathan so i mean we, we know for sure that it looks like the boy proved head albino so yes. we just have to see the rest of the babies can, That's can we all. can we drop that picture on here for them or no uh it depends on what happens between when this episode drops so okay, fine, fine. I, um, yeah, I, I really want to see the babies out of the egg uh just this breeding season was a tiny bit weird just how long it took her to drop her eggs it looks like we have healthy bro, like 50, babies. 55 days 52 yeah it was too long it was way too long but the eggs um, came out great when my snake laid at day 50 they all went to shit yeah, no, there's definitely developed babies in every single one of the eggs. Uh, that I know for sure. Uh, the eggs look healthy still. We, I, I don't know why I keep saying we. It's just a bad habit. I ended up cutting the eggs with Lucas. That's that's my we here. I didn't and cut yeah. any of them. Yeah, he was there <laughs> spiritually with me. And yeah. uh, so I was his cheerleader. Three, and also, three... I was a bad influence. I convinced him to do it. And he didn't want to, but I, I there were three that were discolored and just a tiny bit of like spotty mold just at the very end of the incubation process. Uh, so nothing super concerning. I've definitely seen uh, snakes hatch out of horse eggs, but cut a tiny window, made sure not to puncture any of the veins or anything like that. One of the animals, I guess, since we're talking about it, you can drop the picture, Lucas. Sweet. Looks like a purple phantom tiger to me, but it's hard to say until it's out of the egg. I don't want yeah, to like call it, anything too early. It mostly looks white, but you can see faints of purple coloration as you're seeing it in the image. And then when you look at phantom um, and tiger together, I don't know, just my, my mind is also in agreement with that. The, the saddle uh, or the rosette is very long with a reduction of pattern that you would see in phantom. And so that's what we're going to guess. It could be completely wrong, but you guys tell us in the comments, do you think this animal is a purple based on the color? Um, it is responsive to touch, so it's not like a dead baby in the egg that didn't develop its color. And as we, when he cut them, they were on day 76. So it's not like, you know, they, they wouldn't have color development because one of the other eggs clearly had some color in there. Yeah, this incubation process that I did last time, it was trending maybe a degree higher last time. So these eggs should take a few more days than the last incubation process. But uh, yeah. eggs hatched on day 74 last time. 
Yeah. So I'm going to guess, and like I think I said, day 80 or 81, you'll see those heads pop up. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as like what I'm working with, with Annery, so, um, or did you have any other plans with Annery? So I know you said, uh, uh, uh snow thorax. I mean, I still have the, the babies, uh, from the clutch that I can't run together. I, I, they have a gene that the super form of them would be, uh, golden child. Yep. Yeah. I don't. Yep. So I don't run a, run two golden childs together and produce any fatal combinations. That's, I mean, we talked ethics last, last episode. I'm not, not right. going to run that just to run a, a super morph combo of snakes together. Uh, so I am going to probably run, uh, I don't know, maybe a male from this clutch that I'm producing this year to the female that I'm raising up that'll be ready in a couple of years. Nice. So she's a golden child, 100% snow, even though I think she's probably Annery too. It's hard because she has so much in her. So she is just kind of a tan snake with some striping. But she is a golden child, sunfire, tiger, uh, 100% het snow. And, uh, wait, did I miss something? I always feel, oh, platinum too. Platinum, jeez. Yeah. Freaking power. I'm like, I always miss something when I'm talking about these babies. Powerhouse. They're freaking, no, that was an incredible clutch. So running running one of these like snow or uh, snow phantoms, I'm getting ahead of myself. One of these purple phantoms, I'm just going to count on that one gene for now. Uh, a purple phantom male or a purple fan. No, I, I, I think just purple phantom male. I have so much tiger running around in my collection right now. That, That's true. And there's going to be tigers in this already. And I don't know that I would love to produce a super tiger form. I don't know. We'll see. I could. I have so is, many this options. Is, this is the madness of this is the madness of breeding. Yeah, guys. I have I have a lot of options. I love that I'm able to keep everything in house and that right. I'm kind of able to run my projects and work them, you know, more and more down the road. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you just thought that Nathan sounded so crazy and you just got into retics and breeding, you'll be there in a few years. I promise. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just have fun with what you have, you know, right. <laughs> that's what I've always preached. Right. Um, so as far as Fanta or Phantom, as far as Annery for me, I am very, very, very motivated and excited to work Annery into Ternate and Halmahera. Um, I like the idea of having these crazy thick blacks with the silvers, right? Instead of the thin colorations that you see from the other localities. Um, so definitely going to go the local locality perspective on that. Um, I am also going to, uh, do, uh, there's a few names. So if you, if you guys are on the discord, you guys probably are going to know what I'm referring to, but those of you that are not, uh, I have a ghost and I have an Annery Motley. And so I'm going to be working on ghost Annery's, which, you know, some people would just say ghost snows. We've had debates on our Patreon about what we would call it. I said blizzard. Someone said white walkers. Um, but that's a project. I mean, you're talking eight to 10 years down the line. Well, so the first pairing is going to happen. That'll create the hundred percent double heads by next year. And then it's four years after that. So I'm really only five years out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
five years. Now, now, granted, they would only be 25% Superdorf. They eight, eight tend to prove everything out, too. E... Prove what? Because we're talking about how Het Annery can be a little bit deceiving. Especially well, when you well, start talking I, about I, ghosts in that white head. If I breed a visual ghost to a visual Annery Motley, the entire clutch is 100% Het. For both. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, so... I'll get the visuals. Are they both proven and or proven for their recessive is what I should say. Yeah, so the one ghost is definitely a ghost, and then the Annery Motley came from parents that have, time and time again, it's from Reach Out Reptiles that has uh, made Annery babies. Okay. Um. So, five years to get the visuals of that at twenty five percent Superdorf, and then I'll take a male to a pure female to create double heads at. 125 divided by 262.5 percent so that that's like the yeah that's in 10 years i'll have 62.5 percent motley ghosts or motley blizzards i'm gonna call them um but then i also have my amel snow project um that i'm also going to be working on to make some snowmels um and then um outside of that so the locality like Halmahera Turnate stuff, and then those two double recessive snow-like. That that's basically the only thing that I'm going to be doing. But and then I on, have on I the snowmel stuff. Like those are pretty yellow animals. Like how much do you really think the anery is going to affect the amel stuff? What I'm really hoping that happens is that so amels are known for having these white heads and very vibrant yellows what i'm really hoping that happens and it, it it that yellow turns into like a banana cream smoothie that blends in with the white and so it's going to be like a very milky yellow with bright whites okay so that's what i'm hoping for kind of like this like very faint pastel easter like yellow that just kind of melts away in the white all right yeah don't know how it's gonna look but we'll see um so on that note that's one in my mind that could like either be like how they kind of still look amel or you know right exactly and i mean you again that's kind of how you have to you know when people haven't done things before it's been very little you got to just kind of roll the dice and if it works out bazinga if it doesn't then back to the drawing board yep that's breeding for you at least if you're trying to do new things and trying to innovate and selectively breed um but yeah nathan you got anything else about annery not really i mean it's gonna be a fun project for everyone to run down the the road uh try to do it with the the anneries that you know are either head annery or visual annery because that'll help the waters not be so muddy for the market but it's complicated it is it <laughs> is uh uh, maybe the last thing that we should show is maybe my purple head annery who has proved out head annery and you can show the eye difference there uh, yeah. instead of being like that super red eye you get kind of like a, a washed out silvery tan eye right well so I don't know here's the thing is that I think what you're seeing there and what we're well I, I should say what we're seeing here is well, and I and actually think purples like sometimes when she fires down, fires up can look even more lavender. Yeah, I think what we're seeing in this girl's eyes, they're silver eyes, but I think the tan is coming from the blood vessels. Right. 
Yeah, you can clearly like, see those are, those are all those great. Yeah, those are great pictures, by the way. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely the blood vessels giving that eye some color, which yeah. is kind of what I see in my my coyote that I'm calling Anri. Is I've looked close. I've like literally held the head down because I had someone tell me like, "Hey, look at the eyes. If it doesn't look super silver, look very closely." And see if it's the blood vessels that are giving you some orange. And I like went in and I looked, I like held its head and I was like, oh yeah, it's just a bunch of blood vessels. So I'm interested to see as the eye gets bigger, if it, if it gets more silver. Yeah. And of course, at the end of our episode, all of my pictures, if we could have just made the seamless and talk about all the pictures together, uh, pulled up, but oh, well, you know, that's, that's production and podcasts sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right, guys, we appreciate your support so far. Episode 40. Um, don't forget to um, give us some feedback in the comments. And um, yeah, uh, you got anything else for us, Nathan? That should do it. I'll see you guys next week along with Lucas here. <laughs>